Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. What's your shirt of? We spark minds. Because we are educators. Oh. And we electrocute our students. <laughs> well, that's a thing. Uh-huh. What's up, man? Not much. Good. <laughs> See you next week on Table Ops. All right, so I'm going to direct this a little bit so that I'm ready. Our main thing okay. works. Okay. All right. I am a clay in your hands. Yeah, you damn right you are. <laughs> so, the first thing that we're going to talk about today, okay, are our games. Yes, let's do that. So tell me, Chris. Yes. Have you played anything new recently? Yes, I played Viticulture with you. Look at that. That was fun. Look at that. Yeah, we played Viticulture at uh, four, four people. Four people yeah. at Atlantis Games in Portsmouth. Yeah. Twas fun. Yeah. I like that game a lot. You like it? I do. Good. I really do. Um, For those who don't know, it, it is a worker placement game where mm-hmm. you are trying to make wine. Right. So, right up Christmas right, yeah. I, I like the wine. Yeah. And uh, I like the two different seasons. And collecting the cards from the... There's four page. seasons, technically. Well, yeah, but you have two different types of, like, action cards. Sure. So you have the yeah. summer one and the... So that was kind of neat. The one, the only thing that really, like, kind of took me a while to get around was how to make blushes and sparkling wines. Oh, yeah, combining the grapes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that tricked me out the first time yeah, I played it, too. it's a little wonky. Yeah. But once you get it, it's cool. I like yeah. how you can upgrade your, your little vino... Oh, your uh, your little, your, little, your vineyard your vineyard, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with different cool. buildings and stuff. Right, yeah, it's cool. I um, I really like the God. What are they called? The the mama and papas. Oh right? yeah, that die right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like oh well, uh, your family died. Yep, they're in the wine. They left you this very minimal amount of stuff, yep. which is one big worker, uh-huh. two tiny workers. Yep. Some money and probably a building. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. It's like five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, well, thanks, mom. You know, when we played it, I kind of wish that that um, that beer brewers game would be more like that. Home brewers. Yeah. From uh, I forgot who made it, but we played uh, it at Gen Con. Breaking games. Breaking games. Yeah, because yeah. that was that was there was similar things. It was more about the recipe of the beer, which kind of makes sense. Right. But. I don't know. It seemed like this, like it would be cool to like build a brewery kind of thing. Right. Rather than just sell the individual recipes. But I mean, they're both cool. Well, I guess it's home brewers, right? Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Viticulture is fun though. I, I, my favorite part about that game, and this is so silly, but it's how the, the glass, beads. The glass yeah. beads like magnify yeah. the grape. I like oh, that man. too. It's so I'm like, great. oh, this is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very it, nice looking game. Yeah. Um, so I played that game at two three four and five players okay. i have not played it at six. Oh, it can go up to six it can go up to six oh, yeah okay um it it is truly 30 minutes per player okay um that even makes sense. even teaching it it's it's right about it might be 35 minutes per player i feel like the people that we play with like well it was just me and jack that hadn't played it before right, right? yeah angela played it before yep. yeah mm-hmm. so we we picked up pretty quick yeah yeah um we also played a shortened game we only played right 15 i think right um, and that was mainly because because of time, because yeah. the store's going to close. Um, but once everyone knows the game, it's you know it's quick. Yeah, and I mean, as you saw, like as the rounds progressed, everyone got, mm-hmm. everyone knew what was happening. Right. Um, the the biggest the biggest thing is when you have more people. So we played it with four, right? Right. When you have more people, all three spots are open. Yes. When you play with five or six, all three spots are open, so you can um, more people have chances to take that action. That's the only difference between five and six, right? Is that 
Well, like there's no uh, difference between five and six. There's no difference between five and six. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's multiples of mm. two. Okay. Right. Um, and when I play, I prefer playing at the at the even number. Right. So two, four, and six. Okay. Um, I feel like at at well one is different, but three and five, there's too many options. Right. That's like, what I was gonna say. Between there, five there, and six, if there's not adding any more spaces, then yeah. yeah. Um, and same thing with three. Like you you end up with you end up with not having that like uh, oh man I have to use my my grande worker because right because there won't be any filled. room exactly gotcha exactly so the scarcity is not there at three right and five. exactly hmm. um, but you know it's uh, at three players it does it it just feels different um, mm-hmm. in some way the solo for that game is is pretty fun pretty fun too. you said it was very puzzly it's very puzzly it's okay. it's all about um, basically getting a high score right right I see um, and so you're trying to get better and better each time right so. Like some of the ways you collect the grapes and stuff and plant your fields and move to the spaces. Some of that reminded me of uh, Everdell a little bit, like how there's like spaces and you're collecting those things. I Granted, see that, you're only yeah. collecting two things, just yeah. the white and red grapes. But I like the, uh, what are they, patron cards? Yeah. Or whatever. Those like just screw someone over. Yeah. Or, or just give you a giant bump that no one was expecting. Right. Yeah. I like I like that. Yeah. That it feels great. Um, it is definitely high up there on, on my worker placement games. Right. I like doubt. it a lot. I like it more than I thought I would. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, I feel like there's just enough like messing with your opponents to where it's not like a solitaire game. Right. Then I think it's uh, um, yeah, big fan of that. Yeah. I would play it again. What else have you played? <sighs> we played Mourner's Call. At we did play Mourner's Call. Four, five players. Five players. Um, for the most part, I think it played fine. There was only one part where we got really confused. Or, or no, Ori uh, didn't know what he was doing at one point. Uh, well, he didn't. He mis- He misunderstood his secret objective. Right. Yeah. Which, in that game, honestly, I can kind of see that. Because there's a lot of similarities in the icons. Right. And they rely so heavily on the iconography. Right. That it's... And when we all share the same things, that can make it a little tricky. Right, exactly. Um, I've definitely decided to make the uh, bonus captains or whatever they're called when you like the elite figures. The gods, yeah. They have to. They have to affect it. Otherwise, they're otherwise know, they're pointless. Kind of pointless. Yeah, yeah. So homebrew in that. Yeah, but I like that game a lot. It is. Um, it's like I, I like the the theme is really getting me. I like that a lot. It, it seems almost unpolished in some ways. Like I could see another printing of it with like some revised wordings and some of the cards and. Oh, I yeah, from like a development standpoint, without Correct. a doubt. Like yeah. I think I think mechanically it's fine. Yeah. God, the stupid pictures. Oh, the oh, developers the, the, on there, the, the promo Ooh. pictures. Oh, they're rough. I think it's kind of cool, but at the same time, I'm like, no, it looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I guess the good thing is at least they're on a card and not like on the board or something right, like that. Right, where they're always looking at you with right. your Photoshop faces. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I like the game a lot. I, it's hard for me because like, I like area control games a lot. Okay. But I feel like Mourner's Call falls low on that list. Yeah. Um, for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's overcomplicated for no reason, right? Right. Like, the whole, like, you have six different clans to track, but, oh, they share three different colors. Yeah. Like, that's confusing, and the miniatures aren't different enough to where you can easily point them out. Right, because they're they're overly intricate. It's like reading 
multiple death metal bands logos and trying to find out who's who correct exactly <laughs> yeah i can see that totally um they could have done it with just three and three i guess or just just one of each color yeah or just make them like different shades like if you're right. gonna, if you're gonna do like red is you know flesh, flesh. oh like right? have a right uh, dark and a light one yeah exactly oh, okay yeah like that that's an easy way to differentiate it mm-hmm. and then it's still like in that same family sure because the colors like you mentioned the, the player colors are strange like there's like weird burnt orange and right and cyan and right like, well i guess if you did that then you couldn't do the shades yeah eventually you're gonna run out of colors yeah there's only so many right. colors you know that being said i was really worried we'd be a lot more confused about who owned what figure but the that i didn't have a problem with that with the little rings on the bottom no i think that's standard now mm-hmm. okay um, i was worried with like how bright the figures are i'm like oh might get confused with mine and yours but the bases made it fine it's a little tricky to track them on that little like track of who has the most yeah because um, if you lose one sometimes you forget oh i actually got to move this down now right but. um i think the easiest way to do it is just that whenever something happens on the board that you check it mm-hmm. um like with cerebria that's how like i've gotten like a customer like if right. anything happens on the board you check uh-huh before you move on so i think it's one of those games where you have to practice playing it yeah, yeah. without a doubt mm-hmm. um it is a good game yeah it's just not my favorite area control game yeah i i feel like it has a lot of different aspects to it area control being one of them but there are some like my objective was to control this these locations right but they're not all like that some of them are just to have this many figures or well but area control is how you progress in the game no matter what your secret objective is true like or having the most of a single clan like because there are some parts where we just don't really need to control an area yeah but you so round around how you actually get like what is it essence and mm-hmm. and how you're actually able to do stuff yeah you have to control, control some areas, stuff right you know that's true that's um, true and all the side stuff is you know like mm-hmm. that's how you win but the core mechanic of the game is to control areas to control yeah that's areas. fair yeah. um i liked the dread script thing the purple track like when me and Jenny played at two players, uh-huh. it didn't come to effect because there's only two of us. Sure. So it doesn't trigger that often. Sure. But at, fi- at five players, yeah, it's neat to see like, oh, I might control this, but then you roll and maybe you lose some money and you right. don't. So I like that stuff. I don't hate that. I don't know if I like it. Um, I think it's it's a good way to prevent like a runaway train. And then what was the other track called? Celestial Tithe. Yeah. That you had to pay the amount of essence you had to pay yeah. at the end. I do like that. The, the mm-hmm. secret bidding. Thing. Yeah. I like that too. Um, it's brutal when you don't make it though. Yeah. Like you lose three three coins and if there's only forty coins in the game, then that's right. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um It's cool to balance your uh loyalty to each clan versus deciding to move them around. Right. Because the more you move them, the less points you get. Sure. I don't feel comfortable giving it a rating yet. I feel like I haven't done it due diligence yet. There's a lot of moving pieces and I feel like I gotta yeah. play it again. Yeah, right. exactly. I like the drafting, those big tarot card things. That is cool. Uh, I like how that's the only way the first player token changes. Right. So, little things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is neat. The cards are really big for no reason, but they're cool looking. <laughs> we also played Skulk Hollow. Yeah. Together. I surprisingly really like that game, too. I don't think that's surprising. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm not normally a head-to-head board gamer. kind of. Well, I just don't think you play them often. Maybe that's but true. But I think you love head-to-head Maybe games. Maybe. Oh, because I do like War Chess a lot, too. You like War Chess. <laughs> you like Magic the Gathering. I do. Like you, you like competitive one v one games. You just don't play them very often. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe that's what um, it is. Skull Callow is amazing. It is super it's, fun. I had a lot of fun playing. Yeah, it's. I'd a, like to play the other way, like as the good guys. Yeah, so it's an asymmetric where 
the little people mm-hmm. are fighting against uh, a monster. Friggin' of, ginormous guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, from from the forest. Mm-hmm. I like how small the board is. It's a three-by-three three board. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. very... Uh, not checkers and chess-ish. I don't know how to describe it, but it's, it's like nine men's more. It's kind of like small scale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's a separate board for actually dealing damage to the monster. Which is the dude that you climb on. <laughs> right, exactly. And <laughs> so great. the little guys have to leap yep. onto the monster. Mm-hmm. Your little furries are jumping on my big tentacle monster. Sounds yeah. like some sort of weird... Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were talking about this. That's one of those games where, interestingly enough, I'd actually have the new player play as the quote-unquote bad guy right i haven't played the monster Mm -hmm. because it's like you've got one thing doing and that's it the little people have i think it's six or seven different classes okay right and they each have their own unique abilities and they each have like different strategies to them Mm -hmm. um and then you have a leader that has its own abilities and strategies so it's pretty cool it's very cool and it's very like thinky right not very tactical it's tactical tactical yeah yeah exactly you have range attacks you have melee stuff yeah and like i played as one of the more complicated monsters yeah but like even then uh, my job was to just take over the area so with the monster, I get like a special deck and stuff. Does the good guys ever change or how does... Mm-mm, no, the good, so guys, the good guys are, are always the good guys. Yeah, exactly. So I guess I can see like start as the uh, bad guy because it's simpler to get going. But the more you play the game. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I feel like that way you... The first time you play it, you'll see what the little people are doing and mm-hmm. like what they're trying to do. And if you understand the monster, then it's easier to form that like that's that overall strategy for the little people so your your right. tactics are better. Are you know? your units all randoed? Like you're drawing cards and maybe you'll get that unit? Yeah. Or, okay. Yeah. The, you're not like setting up your deck. I see. The only setup you're doing is picking your leader, which I happen to pull a good leader. Um, are, are they all very different? Yeah. So I had one that was much more like group huggy where it, it's trying to activate its own troops. Okay. There's another one that's uh, a healer. And so it can heal itself and other troops. Oh, cool. Um, and then the there's another one where it's much more um, like shieldy. So it has a lot of health, but it can take hits for other for its you know. Its oh, can like defend them? Yeah, like a tank kind of. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Huh, yeah, that's neat. I like that. I could see like you know if you added one that was you know maybe did more damage on attack or something like that. You know, right? Um, like an aura, like a, a lord, if you were okay. Right. Okay. Hmm. I think it's the right amount of game for what it is. Right. You know, yeah. I, I think I paid 40 bucks for it. Oh, yeah. Um, and all the pieces are wood. Like, yeah, I all the pieces totally, are wood. Yeah. All the decks come in individual deck boxes, which boxes. is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's super good. Um, That's a great deal. And the, the boards, I mean, the monster boards yeah. are... They're sweet. Yeah. And they're all like different shapes and everything. Yeah. And good the art's man. sweet. Yeah. The art's super cool. Everything's good about it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I would just like to play it more. The final thing that I've played, okay. which we, we have our own disagreements on, uh-huh. is Cerebria. Okay. So uh, I have now played the deep dive version of the game. Oh. The super advanced rules. Oh, boy. Okay. Where you, like, you draft your deck. You're actually, like, using the asymmetrical powers and using, uh, they're called intentions. So okay. it's, like, a whole other way to, like, score. Like, that was, like, the other side of the board, right? Like, there's... So, um, so the intentions were at the bottom of the team board. Okay. And basically they tell you if you do certain things throughout your turn you score points. And then as you go around scoring points, at certain points, you'll get like an additional essence or another card or an ambition. So that's the intentions part. Each character also has their own power. Okay. So one of your powers might be that, you know, when you pick up four or more willpower, you get to draw a card. 
Oh, I see. Or like Angela had one that was allowed her to access areas that were adjacent to the area that she was adjacent to. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So it made her super powerful because she didn't have to move. She could just touch, use anything. For, right, okay. exactly. Huh. Um, and actually what she did, which is super smart, is the other like advanced rule is that you get to pick which abilities are available to you in the beginning. Because you only have four and there's five total abilities. Okay. So she picked to not have move at the beginning because she didn't need it. Because she could right. access everything. Right. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I like that. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of choices there. I'm still in the camp that I, th- I think it's best at four with people who who understand it and play it so the only options are two and four right or no no you have that neutral thing you can play you can play three with the i can't remember what they're called like the uh, the ego okay yeah but it's the expansion guys yeah exactly do you does everyone play two dudes when you do it that way uh so it's up to you so i only ever play with two dudes because i feel like it's better that way they have a bot that goes around so if you don't then there needs. Then there will be. Then, a there, bot. then there has oh, to be a yeah, bot. Yeah. Um, but the bot is neutral, like neutral to everybody. Oh, I got you. Yeah, it just goes around like screwing people over, basically. <laughs> like it, its whole point is to go around and quell, okay. to, so to remove essence from the board, and that's it. That sucks. And it's like, nah. Yeah, it's right, it's it's not it. worth it to me. No. Still high up there. I do think that again, it's one of those things where. You have to play like you really have to like want to play. It takes it. practice. Yeah, I think, exactly. Too, like we were mentioning, I think. Uh, so now that you've gone the the advanced way, will you yeah. not go back? Do you think that's the way to play now? It's is it? I will never better? teach it that way. Oh no, no, I will never teach. But it like, that if, way. if but you would never choose to not play the old way if you're playing with experienced players. I think I would pick. I would pick the old way if I wanted a hundred percent balanced game. I see. Like, if I wanted everybody to be on the same playing field, okay. then I'd go that. Does it slow it down significantly at mm, all? No. no. Okay. No. If anything, it speeds it up. Oh, um, gotcha. Because a lot of the powers are very, like, uh, they're very powerful. Okay. And you can kind of chain them together, it seems mm-hmm. like. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. Um, and the scores were much closer. Or you're actually scoring points throughout throughout the game, not just the at end. At the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so you, when you go to final scoring, you already have points in your right pool. Uh, I lost. I lost <laughs> Angela by like I think it was three points. Oh. So it was by the cap. That's awesome. Yeah. I do want to check it out again. Yeah. I just I just didn't make sense to me the first time. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It's, it's also it's it's your typical strategy game, right? Where it's like like a if you're not into the theme, you're not gonna be into right. it right i think that's, the theme is super cool yeah, yeah. And the other thing is that you just have to like play it right you know i think the big advantage for me is that we played a 40 minute demo of it so that's i fair. played two turns and i was like oh okay now you get it i get it okay instead of having to go through a whole game right understand it and then come back and right because the difficulty with strategy too is like if i'm not seeing the the big picture Right. I don't really know what to go for. Right. And so once we got going, eventually I'm like, okay, I kind of see what's happening now. Right. But I've lost. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> exactly. But yeah, I definitely want to check it out yeah. again. Beverages. New beverages. I've had quite a few. Yeah. I had the new Megadeth Saison 13. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I actually prefer the Toulamon better. Okay. It's, it's fruity and Belgian-y. Yeah. And that's why I like it. But yeah. you have to be a Belgian fan to like that one. The Saison's good. It It's nothing... There's nothing unique about it, if that makes sense. It's just yeah. a run-of-the-mill Saison. Uh, what else did I have? The um, O'Connor's... Uh, snacks. Snacks. It's pretty good. It's not as good as Biggie S'mores, yeah, if that's what they were going for. Yeah, it kind of just tastes like a watered-down Biggie S'mores. I can see that. Right. But, I mean, to be fair, Biggie S'mores is a hard line to beat. Like, that's a, that's a high up there. Oh, sure. Yeah. But... If it's available. 
Yeah. I prefer their Otis, like just their regular dry Irish stout. Yeah, but you don't you don't typically like like sweeter stouts. No, generally yeah. not. The only one I do like quite a bit is you know the cow catcher that Smart Mouth makes. Yeah, they have that chocolate chip version of it. Oh, okay. that one's really good. But you no, know, tis the season. Yeah, stout, <laughs> stout, stout, stout. Um, I had the does this look infected sour IPA <laughs> from Ab- Abomination Brewing. Okay, I need you to see that's a great name this for this can because oh boy. I, I thought you'd you'd seen this. I don't think so. You know where that's from, right? Do you, so, it's it's infected. Some forty one album. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. do remember that some forty one album cover with like the zombie on the front. So it's it's fermented on mangoes. Okay. So it has that really like fruity mangoey flavor. Right. But then they double dry hop it with uh, a azaka. Okay, I don't know that hops azaka a z a c c a. Gives it this like kind of tarty pineapple finish. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So it's really, really juicy. Yeah, so it, yeah, but it's like it's fruity in the front and hoppy in the back. So Azaka is named after the Haitian god of agriculture. Oh. It's a hop, big in citrus and tropical fruit notes. Well look at that. There you go. That'll do Makes it. Makes sense. Yeah. It's it's great though. And I've been trying to find a sour IPA that I like because a lot of them are just like they're too far on either end of the spectrum. Seems like a hard thing to balance. They yeah. seem very like bitter versus sour. I mean, well, I feel like you can do it. I think the problem is is that when you when you think like sour, you're thinking like pucker. Well, that and I think the only way to do it is you have to go super fruity on the IPA yeah. spectrum. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going to work. You have to. I've kind of steered away from the juice. I'm kind of hazied out. I'm kind of heading back towards like the West Coast super bitter. Yeah, hundred IBUs just intense ones my favorite ipa of the week, ipa of the week has been the humidor series span it's aged on spanish cedars the same wood used to make cigar humidors oh cool yeah very tasty it t- it's very it, t- it makes the it's like a bittery peppery ipa so what's the series different woods i think so or okay. no they're taking their different sorry no they're taking their different um ipa recipes like they uh, okay. have the ili one on gotcha. cedar and then they have whatever their other like they it's those ones okay yeah gotcha. treated differently gotcha but it's really damn good gotcha so i got a can of that i had the uh pumpkin nitro last week i had yeah. the, the imperial coffee mm-hmm. um pumpkin nitros it's it's great but it doesn't beat out the cold pressed coffee that one wins for yeah. sure i agree yeah i think it goes cold pressed coffee nitro and then the og one yeah in terms of yeah they're all really good so funny that you would just talk about series. Uh-huh. I found a new series of IPAs that I'm really into. Oh, okay. And I think you'll be into two, even though they're New England IPAs. Right. All right. So this is the Surround Sound series from Collective Arts. Oh, Collective Arts. They made that the cloud one we did for... Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Uh, they also are in Canada. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so this is their Surround Sound series. Okay. Um, they're both double dry hopped. Dippas. Okay. Okay. Dude, the can art looks sweet. Everyone look. Right? The can art is dope. Mm-hmm. This is the... These are the first two in the series of 12. Oh. That they're doing. Okay. Um, For a... You ready? Yes. A 12.1 surround sound system. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> yep. These are two very different beers, I think. Okay. And I want you to try them. And I have to guess which one's which? You have to guess which one is Do I which. get a description or I just... What am I doing They're now? double dry hopped okay double ipas they have they both have different hops do i get to know what the hops are ahead of time no mm, that's really good right okay try the other one and then i'm gonna tell you what hops and you're gonna tell me which one's which okay all right 
So, in one, there are Columbus, Simcoe, mm-hmm. and Galaxy. Okay. The other one is Simcoe and Amarillo. Oh, if I get this wrong, I, I lose. You're wrong. Damn it! <laughs> it's the other way around. Oh, no! Oh, I got it wrong! So, Chris likes the uh, the Amarillo and Simcoe one. Yes. What a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what did you like about that one over over the uh, the, uh, the earlier one, the Columbus, Simcoe, and Galaxy? This one's a little more piney. Yep. A little more bitter. Mm-hmm. They're both really damn good, by the way. And the, it has a snake on it. A snake <clears> dragon. Yeah, all the art's different, which is cool. I had to do a double take, because when I first, I, I bought a uh, four-pack of the Columbus, Simcoe, and Galaxy ones. And I was like, oh, these oh, are good. Four-pack of these ones. Yeah. And then went and was picking up some other stuff and didn't notice that this that I had also bought Surround Sound again. Mm-hmm. And got home and I was like, oh, well, this is two different cans. This is just different art. And then, no, it's a no. whole it's a whole thing. So all the fruit notes are just coming from those two types of hops, huh? Right. It's crazy. Or three types in that case. It's crazy, though. That's that's bananas. What was that other one that was really, like, juicy fruit or something like that, where it's like... I think Dogfish Head did that series, where they were, like, really fruit-forward oh. IPAs. But there was no fruit in them. Right. And that blew my mind. Yeah, it it's all just yeah, hops. That's bananas. Well, it's kind of interesting, right? So, you know, we were talking about the uh, the sour IPA. Where the pineapple notes come just from the hops. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. It's crazy. And yeah, even like mango and orange taste and all that stuff. Some some of them, of course, they do put juice in. And then mm-hmm. those are like way over the t- It's like, it's brunch. Right. So how, how often are these? Are they one a month? Is that what you said? Or in batches? In batches, yeah. So the, the next can comes out, I believe, in December. Okay. I personally haven't had anything from Collect Farts that was bad. Me neither. You know, it's kind of funny how... As the beer industry grows, like you have to differentiate yourself, but you, you can't keep coming up with different names for beer. Right. right? And so exactly. if, you, if you just say, All right, this is this is this beer and it's going to change. See, here's the other thing too, is when you bring someone to a brewery and like uh, what's the one I'm thinking of particularly, the one that's not too far from here. Commonwealth? Commonwealth, yeah. So when people go to Commonwealth, sometimes they're taken aback because it's like a wall of IPAs. Sure. And it's just like this IPA. And and everyone has this like mentality especially like people that are new to beer they're like oh it's going to be this really super bitter like way too over the top beer i'm not going to like it right then they don't realize like just that little change of the ingredients can change the flavor of the beer so much Mm -hmm. so even even you know when you're talking about a single hop versus a double hop Mm -hmm. you know what i mean or even something something as simple as just how long it's it's fermented you know it's crazy so i almost had a um a uh, beer nerd rage the Go other on. day. So I was at Bush Gardens Williamsburg, oh. sitting in the trolley to, to the park from the parking lot. And this guy behind me is like, "Man, we're passing Germany. Germans don't know what beer is. You know, Germans are weak. They have like this watered down beer. I want a nice cold IPA." I'm like, "No, no, you don't." Right. <laughs> so I'm like, you, know, "You probably don't want it that cold." And Germans have some intense beers. He probably hasn't had an icebox before. Right. So yeah. Well, he, he's probably, I mean, he'd be this way. He's probably thinking Heineken. From Holland. Right. But that's, yeah, that's but, fair. And to be fair, there is a lot of, you know, lighter beers in Germany. But that's because they drink it all day. <laughs> Speaking of Heineken. Yes. There is a 0% Heineken mm. now. I don't know why you would drink it. Well, so I have a friend and he, he doesn't drink anymore. Mm. Right. But he loves craft beer. And there is a whole series of craft be- non-alcoholic beer. Sure. A uh, Heineken, though. <laughs> That's no, what I'm saying. No, no. Like, yeah, if you want that taste, just put some hot tap water in a glass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just just stick a hot dog. <laughs> <cook it. laughs> yes. 
boil a hot dog and then just drink the water afterwards and that's a heineken Ta-da! You did it. You know what I mean? You like, did it. It's, no, it's very true. It's, it's very true. I'm I'm all about like the craft non-alcoholic beers. Right. Right. Some of them are okay. So some of them are hit and miss. Right. Like, um, of course, the the lighter the beer style you're emulating, the easier it is to do. Sure. But like, I had a so I had a uh, like a wheat, and that was fine. And like a pilsner, and it tastes just like a pilsner. Mm-hmm. But then when you start getting to like a hefeweizen or a stout, I'm like, there's something missing. Right. Uh, the best one I had. Anything that gets malty is probably right, tough. Probably tough. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't really know the process of it. How, yeah. How do you make it non-alcoholic? Yeah. Because I know like what is it like um, things like uh, Buckler is that one of them that's like a yeah. non-alcoholic like they, they actually have to I think they have to make it and then remove the alcohol somehow. Huh. Like it's like, like a, a it's like a very a low train. ABV yeah. but somehow they get I don't know I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> that's not usually my goal <laughs> making the beer but the, uh, the Brewdog one was actually pretty good. Okay. Um, it's not fantastic. Right. Uh, and when you drink it, you're like, well, that's that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's interesting to see what people are doing. It's, it's funny that, that we're talking about this. I actually had this conversation on Friday where, um, I got inebriated, mm-hmm. uh, very inebriated actually. And, uh, off of four beers. Oh boy. <laughs> and, uh, but I was talking to somebody and I was like, man, I just really, I don't enjoy getting drunk, but I enjoy the taste of, taste of beer. beer. Yeah. You know? And I had four, I mean, granted, they were like eight percenters, but mm-hmm. still, it was like. And I don't know, like, I don't think it's the alcohol itself that's giving it that good taste. I think it's just the treatment they have to do to make it. Like, No, well, like, without a doubt, I think yeah. the alcohol is a byproduct. Right. You know? But every session IPA I've had and every, like, low alcohol version of something, it just tastes like a diet version of the thing. I don't know how to describe it. Like, there's something missing. Well, I think that's that's also comes from you know, the length of time they're putting into it. Okay. And just the over-processing and processing. Right. Exactly. I mean, think about it this way, right? Like a stout now is going to taste way different than a stout two years from now. True. Very true. Um, Same thing with uh, a session is a great example, right? Okay. So session A is a lower ABV and nine times out of 10, it's much, it's lighter, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where you're getting the diet taste from. It's yeah. like it, well, it, it doesn't feel as as full, right? Because the only way to do it is to not make right. it that full, exactly. Because you're putting in like twice the amount of sugar for that to turn into alcohol, right? Exactly. If it's not doing that, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it has to do it quick, right? You know, right? Huh? Interesting. Have you ever done one of those beer helmets? I have not with the little straws. With the straws? No, I don't like drinking beer out of a straw. But I remember doing it. You know what it was? It was at my birthday party. Uh-huh. I had a silly straw full of beer, but it was like ice cold beer, and I gave myself brain freeze on a beer. Yeah. Why'd you have a silly straw? I don't know. I don't remember. It wasn't even just a silly straw. It was like one of the ones that it was glasses. Oh, and like Jesus. it goes one of those like double ones. Yeah, and you have to like suck super hard, and it's just like yeah. Well, you probably like nearly passed out from sucking. Yeah, it was a lot of sucking. You need you need like a like one of those pumps, circulation pumps. That's funny. Are there any other series that you're like really into? Well, I got the Black Celebration Oreo variant. Yeah. Which super, ex- oh my gosh, that thing tastes amazing. Yeah. Um, I had to stick it in the fridge immediately because they have been known to explode. Yeah. I haven't had it since we had it, what, like a year ago now. Oh, okay. Uh, when I was at the beer tasting, I had it there. Okay. Because they had it on tap. Gotcha. But um, I hadn't had it since then before, but it's yeah. freaking delicious. It's great. It's wonderful. I like the Illusions of Safety series from them. Those have been blowing up too. Yeah. Like physically exploding. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
with all of their different variants they do of that i think mm-hmm. those didn't we call cool. it illusions in the sheets or something yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what we did uh, to be fair there's a giant bird on there yes it has nothing to do with the illusions of safety no all their names are really hard to remember i feel like once you no, you're right <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say because once you get into the series of something like yeah what's the end of civilization or whatever there's, right. and there's the warrior edition and this yeah and then batch number what did what do do you have to be a secret society member to <laughs> understand all of adroit theories theories well and then they have all the the ghost numbers yeah behind it too the secret ingredients yeah that okay. aren't so secret well you can look it up yeah but i just like that extra step because i'm like oh i wonder what's inside <laughs> you like that you can't find it on a bottle and uh-huh. you just have to like you have to go look it up I put effort into it <laughs> <laughs> that's like the true beer snob it's like right oh i wonder what's on it yeah but I failed no, my you have, test. You have, you have ghost number 450, not 451. One. You <laughs> peasant. <laughs> that one doesn't even have the seaweed in it. I'm trying to think of, of what other, like, series of beers that I've had. I mean, obviously, like, all the, the gingerbread stouts. Sure. Uh, Sculpins. Sculpin yeah. series is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but they've trimmed down the Sculpin series significantly, though. Right. Um, well, I think that I think some of them are seasonal. Like, there's the definitely the grapefruit. The standard one, which I hardly ever see anymore. Yeah. And the pineapple one. Yeah. Uh, but those are the only, like, year-round ones, I think. Well, even at their, like, tasting room, okay. like, they, they used to have, like, a dozen. I think they trimmed, oh, wow. they trimmed down to, like, six. Okay. Because they, they got rid of the habanero one. Okay. Oh, yeah. I tried that once. and like, No. No? Not your thing? <laughs> not my thing. They still have the jalapeno, which isn't as powerful. But yeah, they got rid of a lot of their, like, weird, like, they had, like, the, uh, the fruit punch one. That okay. was like the, uh, it was like somebody poured Hawaiian punch into their, into their Sculpin. Oh, it's like when I ordered that 2% Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of wastes of money. <laughs> tell me more. So I went to f- uh, Fresh Market. Okay. And they sell these new things. They're, like, you know how they have like sparkling water flavors? Yeah. Now they have hopped water. So it's just water in a can and they're all treated with different hops. So it tastes. So it's non-alcoholic beer basically okay but it's just water and hops and that's it so it's hop tea it's like hop tea exactly and i was gonna try one because i'm like oh this might be good uh-huh. but they were three dollars a can and i'm like i'm just gonna get a beer <laughs> yeah but when you think about it right mm-hmm. like that's about what like kombucha costs but this is beer minus three of the ingredients <laughs> well it's hop tea you're it's thinking ho- of it wrong i think that <laughs> you have to think if of they it- call it hop chupa or hop- <laughs> chambuka hop hop chum hopcha chum hopcha there you go come hopcha there you go yeah hopped chumba i can't say that word steven hopped hipster tea would sell very well um so you talked about the seltzer seltzers yeah. right mm-hmm. have you had any of the like craft seltzers Mm-mm. no i've had no interest because I don't even like like Lacroix and all those like or oh really yeah, like a, they're my soda replacement. That's fair. Uh, I was never a huge soda fan. The only ones I I can't say no to is like birch beer and root beer. Right. Anything with the word beer in it, apparently. <laughs> well, your parents knew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is it the carbonation that you like? Yeah. Um, I don't get me wrong. Like I love like ice cold flat water, but or sorry, still still water. Yeah. Sparkling or still. Oh, that's what it means. <laughs> Sorry, I am. I never wow. put them both together. <laughs> I never was given the option for want my water to move or not. <laughs> um, but sparkling water, I don't. I, you know, I mean, it's just like seltzer water, like actual seltzer water, like from like a seltzer bottle instead of like the screw gap right. kind. Right, it's completely different. You really? Know? Yeah, okay. 
Because you, um, you know, I might like a, I might like a craft seltzer water then. Yeah. Maybe I've only had the Dollar General version. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the when you get actual seltzer bottles, mm-hmm. um, like from a seltzer distributor, they have like the bubbles are so big that you can they they're some of them are like the size of your palm. What? Yeah. What? And you and it and it gives you like a ting, a tingle, like a, a not, not a burn, but like a nut tingle. <laughs> But they, they give you this nice little, like, sensation as you drink it. Okay. So you can't, like, chug it. You know, have you ever had McDonald's Sprite with the vibranium in it? What? <laughs> you don't know about this? No. Okay. Proven scientific fact, not really. Where <laughs> McDonald's uh-huh. has the Sprite that will kill you. What? Yeah. So, what did the hamburger do? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that their Sprite has vibranium in it. Okay. Because whenever you get a McDonald's Sprite, yes. it burns. Oh. Like you drink it and it burns. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Uh. Uh, but seltzer water has that good burn, which, you know, <laughs> it's a thing. It hurts so good. Seltzer. That's right. Oh, man. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I am noticing a lot of the breweries are offering these non-alcoholic or low-alcoholic alternatives. I think it's smart. I, I really like the O'Connor's uh, alcoholic seltzers. Yeah, it's yeah. good. They taste, they taste great. And even if, like, again, not drinking because they're alcoholic, but they just taste good. Taste good. Yeah. And they have multiple flavors. Yeah. Canned, I know they have three. They have a grapefruit. They have a... a strawberry lime or a kiwi lime mm-hmm. and you know kiwi strawberry and a lemon lime it was interesting to see this hat because like these things kind of popped up what like like when white claw had its big comeback <laughs> comeback huh? they it never they, went away well <laughs> they were creeping in their claws and their shadows. um yeah white i mean white claw obviously it's a huge contender right mm-hmm. and so when you think about like what it is it's super easy here's some alcohol and here's some water that we got carbonated we did it (laughs) and now we're rich right and it keeps you know it keeps for quite some time Mm -hmm. so they can keg it up and it's no big deal this is basically like artificial flavors and alcohol Mm -hmm. and you did it right it's the twinkie of beers (laughs) (laughs) now there are um there are some there's some brewery in outside of boston that's doing like actual like natural flavors with like actual fruit Oh, okay. In it. See, that sounds more yeah good. But the concern there is shelf life. Oh, I see. They're testing it in a Rattler form. So, like, they push it through, like, the fruit that's in the little mm-hmm. gizmo and, oh, okay. That the gizmo. Cool. The, the Rattler. <laughs> hey, that's not much of a better name, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and Facebook, and also check out our monthly game night at O'Connor's Brewing. Yeah, and in November, we're going to have code names. Aha, yes. Great party game. So, check out more information at tablehops.bi goodbye thanks for listening to another episode of the table hops podcast be sure to visit us at tablehopspodcast.com leave us an itunes review or visit us on social media at table podcast be sure to check out our videos on youtube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com and remember good beers good games great, great times, times.